chapter 11, verse 16. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Amen. He has prepared for them a city. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. That is, at the time referred here when they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Amen. Notice, this world is not your home. Amen. If you keep putting stakes down here, you're going to want to stay here. Amen. That's what happened to Israel. They was in captivity for so long, they just felt like Egypt was their home. And they kept wanting to go back. They said, we wish we'd have had cucumbers and leeks and garlic and all that stuff to get you bad breath. They wanted to go back, you know, and stuff. And as a result, they got their wish, you know, but it wasn't what they wanted. Amen. And so when God brings us out, he brings us out for a purpose. He, He did not bring us out to leave us, Moses said. He brought us out to carry us in. We're going to a better place. And so our goal now as born-again Christians is to walk the walk and live the life. Amen. Paul says in Galatians 5, if you live in the Spirit, let's walk in the Spirit. Amen. We've got to walk in this thing. We've got to live this thing. This is what we are called now to do, to be an example of Christ in the earth. Amen. We are called to perfect Him and to show forth him to others in the earth. They show that they sought a better country than the one which they had left and now live. Most of us came into the church looking for something better. We saw that the world was not providing and giving us a good outcome. Amen. And as a result, we found ourselves, if you're like me, sometimes you woke up with another headache the next morning. Or you woke up, you know, not feeling well. Things just, you just felt like the hamster in the cage. You're going round and around and around and around, killing yourself. So you start looking for something better. And you found that. Amen. Treasure in the field. And so now you want to maintain that treasure. Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He said we're trouble on every side, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but we're not destroyed. We are always bearing about in the body. What? The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Christ might be manifested in us. And Paul goes on at the end of that chapter, Second Corinthians chapter 4. He says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. We know this outward shell is going to fade away. Amen. It came from the dirt. It's going back to the dirt. So... It's going to get some wrinkles. It's going to get some gray. It's going to get some pain. It's going to get some hurts and suffering. So get used to it. Amen. And so we're going to just, but the inward man, that's the guy you, you're concerned about. You want him to be right. You want him to be ready to go, to get out of here. Amen. They lived as if they had no expectation of a permanent residence here on earth and was looking to another world. A heavenly. 
The argument the writer here appears to be based upon what is apparent from history, that they had a confident belief that they had no expectation of a permanent dwelling here, but looked forward to a home in the heavenly country. Hence, they formed no plans to remain here. They laid no claim or any title in this earth. They made no purchase of land a claim to any title in the earth. They made no purchases of land for cultivation. They lived and died without owning or purchasing any land except where they was going to bury themselves or bury somebody else. Amen. They was moving. They saw themselves as strangers and pilgrims in the earth. It was like nomads. They was moving, looking. Amen. So, we're looking for a better country ourselves, a heavenly, amen. And so last week we saw that God has prepared a place for us, amen. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. So we have seen in our studies, we talked about a better resurrection, and we found that through that better resurrection, we are looking for a better place. We're looking to go to a better place. Amen. We're not putting our roots down here. Amen. We're going to somewhere better, and so we need to be prepared for that. When we stop and we realize, as we have seen in other lessons in Ephesians 2, Paul says, but God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love towards us, when we were yet dead, Christ quickened us together with, God quickened us together with Christ. By grace are we saved. Amen. So he pulled us out of the muck and the mire, and he put us on a straight street and on the right road, and now we're going to a better place. Amen. It's, it's what we're looking for, and we're looking for that city as they had in Hebrews 11, amen, verse a uh, verse 10, you see the Bible says, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise, for he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God, Hebrews 11, verse 10. Notice they was looking for a city, amen, they was looking for a better place. Now notice verse 15, that they were persuaded, amen, amen, and truly, notice, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out of, they might have had opportunity to return. See, that's what happened to Israel, is they got in their mind of Egypt, and so their mind, they started thinking about what they had, not what they was about to receive. See, and if we're not careful, we can get in that same mindset that we forget what God has promised us and where he's taken us, and we start looking back to the world from whence we came out of. And see, because we're not seeing, or what we think we're not seeing is the promise of what God has promised us. You know, and because we don't see it, it's easy to become discouraged. It's easy to hold on and think about where I came from and want to go back. So we have to realize that God has taken us to a better place. He's taken us to eternal things. He's not taken us to temporary things. 
even though he may give us temporary things here, amen, to satisfy the need, but he's taken us to a place that is filled with eternity. Notice, if they had been mindful of these things, they might have had opportunity to go back again. Now notice verse 13. Amen. Hebrews 11:13. Notice, they had something that we need to all have. Amen. These all died in faith, not receiving what? The promise. But they seen the promise afar off and were what? They were persuaded of them and they embraced them and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. They knew that God was taking them to something better and they were persuaded. They became confident of it. And as a result, when they become confident, when you become persuaded, you're not going to go back. You realize there's a promise that God has for you and that God has prepared for you. One of the things in the church and the reason people backslide is they're not persuaded. They're not persuaded of the promises of God. They're not persuaded of the things of God. They think they got forever to live. See, they think they've got a whole hundred years or whatever in their lives. And so this is why people don't become committed to God. is because they think, well, I've got a long time to get it right. They're not persuaded. We need to be fully persuaded, as Abraham was, that the things that God promised that he would fulfill. Amen. If God's word offers a promise, if God says he's coming again, he's coming again. Amen. We we need to hold fast to the promises of God. Amen. Because if you are not persuaded, you're going to want to go back. I believe one of the reasons that the people keep trying to go out in space is trying to find out where God is. I think that's what they're trying to find. They're trying to find, where did God go? Where is he at? Amen. But the Bible lets us know that God has set the world in the heart that no man is going to be able to find out the beginning from the end. See, so we need to realize that. But we must be persuaded that what God promised, he will perform for us. Amen. So as born-again believers, we have got to have this persuasion in our heart and in our mind so that we do not go back. You know, it's easy to persuade people when the doctor walk in and says, there's nothing else I can do for you. I don't want to be persuaded then. I don't want to be persuaded that I need to get right with God when the doctor tells me there's nothing else he can do for me. I want to be persuaded on a day-to-day basic, minute-by-minute, amen, looking for that place, looking for that city, amen. Because some people think that they got, as I said, they think they got forever. They don't realize in a split second, life can change. Just like that, life can change on you and and, and render you non-effective just like that. And we, none of us know. People think they got forever. They don't realize, you know, God's time is not our time. He's telling us his ways is not our ways. See, we must believe. Paul asked the questions in Romans 3, 3. He says, shall the unbelief, if a person unbelieves, shall their unbelief make the faith of God of non-effect? He says, God forbid. 
He says, just because somebody don't believe it, he says, it ain't going to change God's promise. You know, ask the guy in, in 2 Kings chapter 7, when there was a famine in the land, when you read the scriptures, there was a famine in the land, and Elijah had already told them there was going to be a famine, there wasn't going to be any food. Amen. And then in the 7th chapter, he tell them there's going to be food, and the guy said, yeah, right, there ain't going to be no food. He says, tell you what, you're going to see it, but you ain't going to eat a bit of it. And it came to pass, just like he said it was going to happen. Because God's promises doesn't change. See, God says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again to receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So you've got to get persuaded in this thing that is real. That God's word is infallible. And you need to commit yourself to the things of God. Joseph, when you read the book of Genesis, Joseph was so persuaded that God was coming back to get Israel out of Egypt, he told them, don't leave my bones here in Egypt. Amen. They were in captivity for over 400 years. Amen. But he had already given them a promise. Don't you leave my bones here. And you know where his bones got buried at? It got buried in Shechem. Amen. The promised place that his father had promised him a well. Jacob had promised him a well years before. They brought his bones out of Egypt. Amen. On their shoulders or somehow they brought it. And when you look at Joshua 24:32 is when you see Joseph bones being buried in the land of promise. All those years later, amen, Joseph had a promise. He knew that he was of the seed of Abraham, and because God had made Abraham a promise, that promise was to them. Amen. And it's the promise is to you and I. If you look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 29, he says, We are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs unto the promise. So when you got baptized in Jesus' name, you became an heir to the same promise that God made to Abraham. And so you better hold to your promise. You need to get persuaded. Persuaded of your promise, amen, that the Messiah is coming again. He's coming back again just like he left. That's why the angels in Acts 1 verse 10, amen, as Jesus went up, the disciples were standing there, and those angels says to the disciple, you men of God of Judea, why are you standing looking up into the heaven? This same Jesus whom you see go up is coming back in the same way he went. So you got a promise. He's coming back for us. So we have to be persuaded of this city that God has prepared for us. Amen. They was looking for a better country. That is a heavenly where God is not ashamed to be called their God. See, today a lot of people is even ashamed to even mention Jesus. They're scared to even talk about Jesus. But we're going to a city who has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. 
because he has prepared for us a place. Remember Matthew 25, Jesus says, come inherit the kingdom that is prepared for you. It's yours. Amen. All the promises of God are yea and amen. See, so the promises are ours. And so we need to be aware of that. And we need to prepare ourselves for that new city, that holy Jerusalem. Praise God, which he has prepared for you and I. So if Joseph was persuaded, if the patriots are persuaded, even Moses chose to suffer with the people of God and endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Amen. For he was had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew there was something better. Amen. And I come to tell you tonight, there's something better I have not seen and ear have not heard, and neither have been entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Amen. So we need to get our hearts right. We need to let this world go. Amen. I don't know when I'm out of here. I don't know when my stop clock is going to stop ticking. Amen. I am not the energized bunny, and I'm not an energized battery. This thing is one day going to quit. Amen. And I, but when, and when it quit, this guy wants to be ready. I want to have the heart like, what's that guy over in, 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 uh, Sheborgan Falls. Amen. I'm going to see Jesus. When they told him there was nothing else they could do for him, he got excited. You know, he started hollering, I'm going to see Jesus. He said, don't be praying for me that, that, that God healed me. He says, I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that one that is invisible, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. I've got to be persuaded in this thing. Be fully persuaded that this is the way. Amen. And walk therein so that you will find the rest for your soul. Amen. Hebrews 13, 14 tell us that here we have what? No continual city, but we seek for one. Yeah, I'm living in La Crosse. Amen. But this is not my city. I'm looking for that new Jerusalem. Amen. That's my mother. <laughs> Jerusalem. Amen. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm headed. Amen. Everything I see here in my eyes, Peter tells us, it's going to melt with what? Fervent heat. It's gone. Look at Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Thief is not going to tell you when he's going to break into your house. He's going to take you by surprise. And the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the element shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Amen. So all these storms and rain and stuff, it ain't going to destroy the earth. See? It ain't happening. God gave us a promise a long time ago. That's why you see the rainbow all the time. He said it'll never be destroyed again by water, but fire the next time. See? So, so Peter is letting us know, and, and I don't like to be burned. 
<laughs> you know, I get too close to flames. It just gets too hot. Even when I'm cooking and grilling, you know, if I get too, gets too hot, I got to stand back, you know. So, so seeing that this is going to be dissolved, what manner, Peter says, notice, verse 11, seeing this should be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be? What? Notice, that unholy conversation. In other words, your behavior, your conduct, your actions, everything about you should be set in place now for where you're headed. Say, you got to be set apart. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable to God. Set apart for God. Say, purpose in your heart. I gotta let the world go. I can't, I can't hold on to it. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Say, I can't let it suck me back. Say, Satan wants to pull you back. He wants to, to get a hold of you and, and pull you back away from where God is taking you. See, he knows his time is limited. See, he knows. He's he's read the scripture. See, he's already read the scripture. That's why he could quote it to Jesus. He already knows. He he's read Revelation chapter twenty. He knows that he's going into hell for for a thousand years. He already knows that he's going to be in chains and and bonds for a thousand years. And after that, he's going to be set free for just a little while. But then he's going into the pits of fire with burning with brimstone. He knows his time is limited, and so he's making sure that he can. And take everybody he can with him in a hope to try to have a, a good reason to, to not go. I think he's trying to build a good case is what he's trying to do to, to try to say, God, see, you're not fair. You know, you, 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 you're going to save him, but you, you know, you, you, you know, you're going to destroy all these people. Okay. I think he's trying to build his own case, but he don't know God, does he? <laughs> Amen. See, but we have to notice these things is for our what? Learning. Peter said and Paul says, the disciples said, these things are for our learning so that we know. That's what the Bible is all about. Is to give you and I instructions and warnings how to live and to do right so that we can make it. See? And it's not hard. So don't stop trying to make it hard. Okay? Just be persuaded. That's all you got to do. Amen. When you get persuaded, I'm here to tell you, nothing can stop you from reaching your goal. You will keep trying. You keep working at it. You keep doing right. Amen. When you follow through. Notice Haggai chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9. Haggai chapter 6, verse 1 through 9. Hey, God says, consider your ways. Hey, God, chapter 1. Yeah, hey, God, chapter 1, verse 6. Amen. You have sown much, and you bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough to eat. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but you're not warm. <laughs> Ooh, it's cold. <laughs> 
and they earn wages, what do they do? They put them in bags with holes in it. Where's your money? <laughs> your, your bag has got a hole in it. You buy all these Gucci purses and ain't no money because they fall out. Got a leather wallet, ain't nothing in it. Dust. <laughs> and the money's gone. Amen. Verse 7. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and do what? Build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, said the Lord. You look for much and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, God says, I blew on it and it was gone. <laughs> you wonder why your money ain't lasting? <laughs> Consider your ways. Are you doing right? Think about it. Are you doing what is right? God says, build the house. Know you not that you are the temple of God. Amen. You're not your own. You were brought with the price. You are to build this vessel correctly. You are the temple. Amen. You are to build your spiritual temple and you are to help build this earthly temple. Amen. You are to work. You are to labor in the things of God. Amen. To make it right and better. Praise God. This is what God wants. So consider your ways. I'm going to a better place. But if I don't consider my ways, I won't do anything to prepare myself to get there. I'm only an extension to help you as we talked on Sunday mornings. Amen. The fivefold ministry is what for? The perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, unto the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the fullness of the stature of Christ, that would be no more children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of dark, but must grow up into him, which is the head, even Jesus Christ. See, so you've got to consider, where are you? Amen. If God came right now, where would you go? Would you spend eternity smoking or not? In other words, would you be in heaven or hell? See, you need to be persuaded. See, you have to be persuaded. See? Look at Moses. You, you gotta, Moses was persuaded. See, he had a heart of confidence that when God says, get out of the way, Moses, I'm going to kill them all. You know what he said? Are you going to kill them? Kill me too. Talk to God like that? You know? Think about it. You should have the same confidence that you can speak with God face to face. That you can make your petition known to God. You should be persuaded in your abilities, amen, to serve God with a pure heart and a pure mind. 
Amen. You should be persuaded. You should be able to have on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wall. When people want to talk about you being holy, you should smile and say, you better believe I'm holy. You better believe I'm living for Jesus. You better believe I'm going to a better place. You're not going to persuade me, devil, to come back the way that I was. I know where I was. You need to be persuaded. And that's what people need to see in this world today. This world is dark. Amen. And they know that they're bound. And we need to be the light that Jesus called us to be in a dark world. Amen. We need to set our affections on things above. We need to keep pressing towards the mark. As Jesus told me already, don't you let anybody steal your crown. I do not expect anybody to steal my crown. Amen. Nothing is is going to stop me from reaching the goal line. Amen. Even if I have to crawl, I'm going to get there. Amen. Nothing is going to stop me. That's being persuaded. And that's what you've got to make up in your mind. Amen. I am persuaded that I'm going to make it. I'm not living this just to be for the fun of it. I'm going to a better place. I'm going to a better city. Amen. And this is what has to transpire in all of us. We already, he's already told us this place is going to burn up. Amen. I'm not going to hell for anybody. (laughs) Amen. I love my family dearly, but I'm not going to hell for them. I'm going to live to pray that they look and say, man, he got something. He's hanging on to something. I need to go check out what he's hanging on to. Amen. I'm not going back. I'm not declining to try to appease them if they don't come. Every time I see my family, I tell them, hey, y'all need to get saved. And here's how you do it. You know, put that ball in their court. You know, preacher can preach him into heaven all he want. <laughs> not this cat. You know, <laughs> uh-uh. The promises of God are yes. And amen. Amen. You know, when Judas realized that he was in serious trouble is when he went to try to pay the money back and they wouldn't accept it. He realized because the Bible says he was a thief. You know, when he tried to pay the money back and they wouldn't accept it, he realized I'm in some serious trouble. You know, and what he do, he went out and hanged himself. Look at Simon. In Acts chapter 8, he tried to buy the Holy Ghost. Peter says, your money perish with you to think you could buy the Holy Ghost. You're not going to buy your way into heaven. Amen. You can't take nothing with it. As, as I think Peter says, naked you came in the world, and you're going out of here just like a jaybird, naked. Yeah. Amen. See? So, so get that in your mind. Don't set up any treasures here. Jesus says, put your treasures where you're going. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Amen. Lay up treasures in heaven where rust and moth does not corrupt and thieves break in and steal. Amen. We're going to a better city. Amen. Notice Revelation 21, verse 2 and 3. John says, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Notice, he's given us a glimpse. All right, and, you know, when you look at weddings, most of us remember how 
you know, our weddings, how beautiful we felt it was. And, you know, the guys, most of us guys, you know, we thought our bride, man, salivanting at the altar, you know, and stuff. You know, so <laughs> how beautiful it was, right? <laughs> and, then, and so, but notice here how he used this analogy. As a bride prepared for her husband. Beautiful. And that's what this city is. See? It represents Christ. It represents Him coming for us. Amen. And we're going to dwell with Him forever and ever and evermore. Amen. And notice what John says in verse 3. He says, And I heard a voice saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Wow. Amen. The tabernacle is with us. Amen. You're the temple. Jesus says in John 14, I think it's 16, he says, if you obey my commandments, I will be in you and I will take up residence in you. Amen. See, if I got the kingdom in me here, I can get in the kingdom there. Jesus said the kingdom of God comes with not observation for it's inside of you. That's why in Acts 2, it says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing minor wind. You can't see wind. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus, the wind blow where you listen, you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it's coming and where it's going. So as everyone is born of the spirit. So Jesus says in Luke 17, 20, he says, the kingdom of God comes not with observation, for the kingdom is in you. When the Holy Ghost comes in, you can't see it. It just shows up. Pow. Next thing you know, you're speaking in tongues as the spirit of God give you utterance. Amen. You know it's there. Amen. He takes up residence. And so we take up residence here because he will be with us and be in us and lead us. Praise God. Amen. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, he says, If you then been risen with Christ, you've been born again, you've been baptized, Think about it. What are you supposed to do? You've been risen with Christ. What are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> Going for those things above. Where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. The word right hand means a power and authority. It's not some separate seat. Okay? It's power and authority where he reigns. He don't share his glory with another. Amen. So this is where we're aimed now. See, that's why you got baptized. That's why you got the Holy Ghost. That's why you came to church. It's because you want to go to the other place. Amen. If I wanted to go to hell, I'd have stayed out there. See? But I'm going to a better place. I'm going to a city where there be no more night. Don't need to have a gate. Amen. Because it's going to be day all the time. No more night. 
Think about it. You know why it ain't going to be no more night? Because Jesus is the light. <laughs> There's no darkness there. That's why you are called what? The children of the day. You're not the children of the night. So don't play in Halloween. Amen. You're the children of the day. Amen. Come on. Halloween is darkness. Don't be tricked with a treat, a piece of candy. Amen. Come on. Darkness. You are the children of the day. You're no longer of the night. Satan had you once. He had me. I know he had me. I don't know about you. Maybe he didn't have you. I know he had me. But I got away. <laughs> you remember the old song? Devil thought he had me, but I got away, got away, got away, got away. Amen. And I'm going to stay away. Amen. Because I'm going to prepare myself. I want to be fully persuaded. So Paul says, if you didn't been risen with Christ, now let's start seeking for things above. Because I don't know when my time limited. I don't know when he's coming back for me. I don't know what the next second is going to hold. I don't know what the next moment is going to hold. See, I've got to start preparing. i got to consider my ways now. That old way didn't ward me any good. See? So I want to be ready to see him. As the song said, I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever. Of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all past home at last ever to rejoice. Amen. Notice those old songs they sung in the, in that old hymnal. Amen. And this is what Paul tells us in the book of Colossians. He said, Ephesians, excuse me. He's Ephesians five. He says, sing to yourselves psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord because that's what you're getting ready for. This is where you're going. So start seeking those things where it's above. Start getting rid of, mortify some things in your life. Start getting rid of things out of your life. Amen. The things that it, that hinder you, those things that stop you from worshiping God, those things that stop you from being committed to God. Get it out of your life. Amen. You want to set your affections on heaven so you're excited about the things of God. Look at Paul's life. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 29. You, you, you've read this before. Most people would have quit and gave up. Paul says, of the Jews five times, receive thy 40 stripes, save one. Verse 25. He says, three times. Was I beaten with rods? Once was I stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. Verse 26. In journey and often. In dangers of waters. In dangers of robbers. In dangers of my own countrymen. In danger by the heathen or the Gentiles. In danger in the city. In danger in the wilderness. In danger in the sea. In danger among false brethren. Verse 27, and weariness and painfulness. Anybody in painfulness? <laughs> and watching often, and hunger and thirst, and fasting often, and cold and nakedness. You're in Wisconsin, you're going to get cold. Amen. <laughs> Beside those things which are without, that come upon men daily, 
the, he says, I went through all this for the church. Most people would have quit. See? Now notice what he said in Acts 20 and 24. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things moved me. Neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Paul says, I had a mission, amen, to tell people about Jesus. And he says, and nothing was going to move me from doing that. Amen. Why? Because I got a crown that's laid up for me, whom the righteous judge. That's what he told Timothy. Look at Second Timothy chapter 4. Amen. Verse 1 through 8. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap unto them teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall turn Unto fables or lies. Amen. Verse 5. Watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Put up with some stuff. Amen. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Amen. For I am now ready to be offered. And here he goes. And the time of my departure is at hand. Paul knew he was getting ready to die. Amen. He says, my time is here. He said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And I have kept the faith. He says, henceforth there is laid up of me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but all those that love his appearing. Amen. If you're looking for him, or you're waiting for him, you can't just wait for Jesus to come back and get you. You've got a crown of righteousness that is laid up for you. And this is what Jesus says in the book of Revelation. See that no man steal your crown. Amen. Don't let anybody pull you away. Don't let anybody deceive you. Let nobody persuade you to do wrong. Amen. Focus. Consider your ways. Where are you going? Seek those things that are above. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. I got a Bible somewhere here. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 1 through 10. Everybody there? Amen. Y'all hang on. Give me a chance. Getting old. (laughs) For we know. What do you know? (laughs) Uh, Notice. He said we know. That That scripture should wake you up. We know some things, don't we? Okay, we've already studied and we know that this word is going away. We already know that, right? We know that he's prepared for us a place. We know that. He already told us. We know that the promise of God are yea and amen. We know that. See, think about all the things you know. And those things you know should motivate you. It should make you be ready even more to serve God, to love God, to care. Amen. He says, but we know that if this old temple here, 
is dissolved. So we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in heavens. Amen. Aren't you glad? <laughs> you got a house waiting on you. Amen. You got a better place, mansion up in glory. Sister Urshan used to sing, for me, for me, for me, there's a mansion there for me. And glory land so bright and fair, where the victory crown I soon shall wear. Come and go with me, for I won't be back, you see. If anybody going to be happy over there is me, 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 me. You never heard Sister Jane Urshan, she used to sing it all the time, just about every service. At harvest time, she would always sing that song. Amen. They think about it. For me, for me, for me, there's a mansion there for me. And glory land so bright and fair where the victor's crown I soon shall wear. Come and go with me. For I won't be back, you see. If anybody's going to be happy over there is me, 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 me. Amen. He goes on, Paul says, for in this we groan earnestly, desire to be clothed upon our house, which is in from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Amen. Are you clothed? You got on the robe of righteousness? Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace? You got your helmet of salvation? You got your shield of faith? You got your sword of your spirit? Amen. Are you clothed? Amen. Are you armed up? Amen. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon the mortality might be swallowed up in of life. For now he that have wrought us for the self-same thing is God who also have given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in this body, we're absent from the Lord. We're not with Him yet. As long as I'm here in this <laughs> this thing, I'm, at, I'm not at my, my final home yet. Amen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. In other words, I'm considering my ways. Amen. Because I don't know when I'm going to be with Him. So I have to labor whether I'm not there and, and, and I'm not, and I'm here. See, I've got to consider things here. I've got to labor here. I've got to work here. Amen. I've got to seek and save the lost. I've got to get involved in the things in the kingdom of God here upon the earth. Amen. As if I'm already there. See, that's what I want to do. I want to give my devotion. I want to be dedicated and committed to the things of God down here, just like if I was there. Amen. Because if I do that here, I won't have a problem when I get there. Amen. I want to be committed to the things of God, Paul says. Amen. 
So we labor here, whether absent or present, we'll be accepted by God because we already know we all got to stand before him. So what will be my reward? Well, we must all appear, verse 10, before the judgment seat of Christ that every one may receive the things done in this body according to that he have done whether it be good or bad. Amen. Think about it. Whether it's been good or bad. But we're going to a city where there be no more night. Going to a city that new Jerusalem where dwelleth righteousness. Where you be able to cast your crown and say holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come. Praise God. Ooh. Better country. And in a better country, you'll find a better city. You wonder why people are trying to tear the wall down to get to America? Amen. Why so many people want to come to America? It's because they realize where they are is not what they would like to have. They see America as something so much better. How much more that we see heaven as something so much better. Amen. And we aim for that. And we set that as our goal. Because if we don't aim for it, we're going to miss it every time. Amen. So set your affections on things above. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't forget Sunday, great service, amen. Saturday, Unity Rally in Thorpe, 11 o'clock, amen. Come, let's have a great time worshiping and meet brothers and sisters from the section as well, amen. Sunday is Super Mission Sunday, amen. we got a great day's plan, amen. Come with a good appetite for both spiritual and physical. We have an Amber will be with us. A young lady that has gone to Haiti, and she's going to come and tell us about her missions trip as well. And then we're going to eat spiritually and physically, get good and fat. Amen. And all that good stuff. Amen. All right. Is there anything else? Also, Veteran Day is coming up. There's cards back there on the backboard. Amen. If you come across some veterans, please give them one. Tell them we want to honor them. Amen. Here on the 11th of November, have another great day. Uh, for that as well. Amen. So that'll be coming up as well it's pretty soon. It'll be here before we know it. Amen. So start getting winterized. <laughs> that will be coming up soon too. Amen. Praise God. All right. Okay. So continue to remember one another in love. Father, again, we exalt.